A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Achtung Norwalk, broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham, except no South Hello dear listeners, welcome to Acton Millwall 601, part 2, part 2. Um, this is a continuation on from yesterday's live uh, in-game thoughts, stream of consciousness and post-match reaction. I have a huge amount of voicemail sent to me, which I really appreciate. Do keep them coming dear listeners, you can send them to me via Twitter now with the direct messages. Just press the uh, bottom right hand corner of a direct message, little squiggle, audio squiggle. Um, press that, hold it, and speak. It's always great to get your post-match thoughts, especially in the aftermath of such a, a debacle of a performance. Really, It's been a poor week at the Den. Um, but I wanted to include everyone who sent me stuff yesterday. I ran out of energy, in all truth, when I was editing the show that we have put out from yesterday. got to about 9 o'clock and I just had had enough of it. So I thought I'd do a second show today as a, as a second half of the coverage from yesterday's match so we're going to cut now over to the remainder of the voicemails big thank you once again to everybody who's included it. next week's shows um, Norwich on Sunday and then the following week we've got Stoke at home I'm not sure what I'm going to be able to get out for you listeners because I'm away next week but I'll, I'll do my best to get something out it depends on the internet situation we're going down to the West Country for a week with the family so um, I'll get what I can out next week but uh, for now let's switch over to the voicemails from yesterday's debacle home debacle thank you for listening Arriva Dirty Millwall bye for now Achtung Millwall Matt Webb here um, messaging you the, uh, the morning after the game before this time um, I felt the Day itself was very emotional. Um, I don't think there was many dry eyes in the house. And after watching that montage on the big screen, I'll, I'll admit, I don't think I had a dry eye myself. Um, on the footballing side, it, I mean, right, let's go back to that. Uh, fair play, well done to the club. It was absolutely incredible. Um, the, the tribute to JB, absolutely incredible. And respect as well goes to... Bristol for honouring that as well and yeah it was just it was just it just the the day itself was was lovely as we could just put it like that however there's always one blip on any day it happens and that was the 11 players on the pitch if anyone is surprised by that sort of Millwall performance they haven't been coming to Millwall long enough I've, it's, it's the same old, same old with Millwall. You know, big occasions, 
or big crowds late recently we just have not rise about it you we have not turned up i mean yes the last time we probably had a, a big crowd and we actually turned up for it was well you could go back as far as the leicester game in the cup but that was under a different regime and this is not first of all this is not a row out again um sort of rant but there's been t- several occasions now we've had a packed den out and the club has just not, or not the club, sorry, the team have not turned up for it. We set up for ourselves not to lose yesterday. That that was the formation. It was an unchanged team from Borough, which, okay, fair enough. You want to give the players that had the opportunity of getting a result at Borough to express themselves again. But Borough away versus Bristol City at home are two different entities. Far away, you are set up, and most teams in that league will set up to not to lose, not to concede and defend and play on the counter. And that's what we did, and we got a result. We were at home against Bristol City. We should, we were set up, again, not to concede, to play on the counter. For Christ's sake, people, we, we were at home. We should not have had that formation. You know, and unfortunately, yes, you, there's that classic saying to never change a winning team. That, that, that was designed to be changed. And I think that the responsibility lies with Gary Rowett on this, on this occasion. You know, I, I looked at that first half and it was more like a 5-4-1. Or, or even if you're lucky, a 5-3-1-1. One, one. That's not a formation for a home game. That's not a formation for a nearly 19,000 gate Millwall fans cheering us on. That's a formation to not to concede. Christ, Bristol City. They had nothing up front. They had one shot on target in the whole game. And lo and behold, they scored from it. They didn't pose a threat. But we made them want them to be threatening. So I was, and it, it, it was a bit annoying. There were some individual players that stood out for the wrong reasons. I thought, well, back line, I just, is there a cohesion problem? Is there a trust issue? Or is it pure and simply, as most people have said, and I've said long, just age or being found out by opposition? I don't think the goalkeeper trusts the back three at the moment. You can see that a mile off. I certainly don't trust the goalkeeper's kicking, and I thought that's what George Long, well, definitely George Long was in there for. But his kicking's no better than Bart's, that's for certain, and Bart was getting slaughtered about it. I didn't slag him off because he's still a new boy. I didn't want to slag him, I wouldn't slag him off either, to be fair. But his kicking ain't as, be- ain't as good as Bart's, that's for certain. Danny Mack was going down well that wing in the first half, and in the second half, his control just let him down constantly, and he was. And I think the fans on the uh, on the uh, side of the dugout let him know about it as well. That's why I think he got hacked off in the 91st minute. Which, well, to be fair, that was a bit of a pointless substitution. Um, other players, I, I felt sorry for Nisbet on his. He, he was literally a lone striker in the first half, trying to feed off scraps, so he probably didn't get any service whatsoever. And yeah, just nothing surprises me with this club. <laughs> nothing surprises me. Standout for me was Casper Denor. Um, I thought he was 
energetic, really wanted that ball in that middle. And I, I, put, and I was very surprised when Gary took him off. Absolutely. I was actually gobsmacked, actually, to see him come off. Um, but he was my best player on that pitch yesterday. But Michael Avery did say this during the week. Don't panic. Me right. There's 44 more games to go. No need to panic just yet. However, looking ahead, looking at the next three games, or, yeah, three games, because we'll have an international break in, after that. Norwich away, well, they just, they sort of like turning the screw a little bit with a 4-4 against Southampton away. Stoke at home, Stoke have improved. And Birmingham away, who have just got a result against Leeds, who probably will be... Uh, a challenge. He's a tough, tough league, um, and I think we're. I did say this. We're in a period of transition. Mid-table is probably where we're going to be. I still think we need to invest. Absolutely, I think we need a new right wing back just to cover, just to double up, and we need a ball playing centre half. I know, you know, can we get? Can we find that ball playing centre half? Have we got our ball playing centre half, and we just haven't played him yet? That's that's another question. But it was the same old Millwall yesterday. <laughs> you know, nothing surprised me. I didn't come away angry. Didn't come away shocked. I just shrugged my shoulders and went, it is what it is. But we still go. So I'll see you all at Norwich. 2,000 of us going up there. So let's uh, start again. It's a fresh week. Okay. Now, have a good week, everyone. And come on, you lines. Hello, Nick. Bill Slack. I suppose the first thing to say is well done to Millwall for the tribute to John Berylson before the game. Lovely to see his family there and um, give us the opportunity to, to show them what, what we thought of the man. Um, it's a shame Gary Rowett weren't on the, weren't on the same page with the selection and, and the tactics at home. Yet again, I really struggle with a fella. I, I could probably play three or four voice notes that I sent you last season saying exactly the same thing. It does not give us the best opportunity. Well, it doesn't give them players the best opportunity to win games. Five at the back, so three centre-halves, two wing-backs. So when we're defending, we, we've got five across the back. And when we're attacking, we've, we've got two wing-backs. Your issue with that is Danny Mack cannot play football in the in the opponent's half, that fella cannot cross a tee, and and I, I've no idea why. I don't know if it's in his head or he's just not good enough. I I do not understand. He was dreadful today, um, and I know he's real wall and he's one of our own and everything else. Um, he's becoming a liability in that system. He is a liability. I I I, I don't know that there's many that could doubt that now. Um, your other issue with a back three. Um, is Murray Wallace. Um, he had a poor season last season. He started off exactly the same way. Now you're you're playing a you're playing a system at home. You know we spent all that money on Nisbet. I think all of us, to a man, are excited by the fellow. Looks like a natural goal scorer. Um, give him the chances, and 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 he's going to score. You had a single chance today, not a single chance. Um, our best effort was was from a free kick outside the box. I, I I don't know what Rowett is thinking. I don't I, I don't know how he's been at this club this long and doesn't understand the emotion today, the full house, and and the power that that brings. 
to, to a Millwall team. The motivation, the energy. He, he, he just had his team basically sit back. Plus the fact we can't pass the ball. Um, we can't control the ball. Um, we can't keep the ball. I don't know, mate. It's um, it's baffling, isn't it? it? It's just absolutely baffling. Um, doing my best not to write players off this year, every week. Um, but McNamara cannot play in that system. And, 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 and Murray shouldn't shouldn't be playing. You know, I'd 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 go to the back four and I'd play I'd play Leonard at right back at this point. What an abject experience that was. <laughs> Absolutely appalling. And it is entirely down to to Gary Rowett. It is entirely down to him and his tactics. We established last year that back five don't work. And where are we? We're a new season, playing a fucking back five at home and getting beat. Um, brilliant. Cheers, mate. Hi Nick, uh, Lion J1971, just calling in from the Canaries after watching that shit show today. Um, no real positive points apart from what Casper Denore showed again that he's uh, he's been going to be a really good signing. Just disappointing after the uh, the pre-match, which gotta say, Mill will do it like no one else really. But uh, brought a tear to the eye watching that tribute video and. And the crowd are up for it. And then you could tell after a few minutes the team weren't going to perform. So the crowd goes flat. Stayed like that for most of the game, really. Um, I'm not going to slag Rowett off because it's an obvious target this time to do that. Um, we know what he's about. And we know that he's Mr Defensive. And it looked today as if he didn't want to lose that game. Um a lot of players had off days and to give SA and the Irish Mbappe just 10 minutes was just not enough for us really so look we'll go again next week we'll, we're never going to go unbeaten through the season so let's get the first defeat out of the way and let's try and uh, get back on track at Norwich a ground where we always do well don't we not anyway up the lines cheers Coming away from the den now, Michael Avery here, and what an uh, what an afternoon, to say the least. Um, let's get the good things out of the way. So the tribute to John Berylson was fantastic. Well done by the club. Good video on the big screen, and it was good to obviously get um, the old faces, the Kenny Jackets, the Adam Duns, Neil Harris's, um, etc., to be uh, Steve Morrison's to be part of that uh, tribute with some of the players of, of today. So really well done. Um, wonderful for the family to be on the pitch and to get the uh, to get the cheers for for Mr. Berylson and the minutes of applause. Thought the club was absolutely superb with that. Uh, Mill will do very very well with things like this. Um, remembering from last season with um, the death of the Queen and um, the uh, coronation of the King. Um, these types of things, these type of occasions um, of remembrance, that kind of stuff, you know, they're really, really good. So uh, well done to Mill Football Club there. Um, and also as well on behalf of the Supporters Club, it was brilliant meeting everyone today. And um, all those who bought the badges, bought uh, commemorative programmes um, and other bits and pieces. It was just nice to, nice to have football back. Nice to meet everyone. So thank you to everyone who's uh, bought a badge and donated to the Legacy Fund. And, uh, yeah, let's hope we have a good season. Back to today's game. Um, I can't understand the tactics. I can't understand what, what the team's trying to do. Normally, when you pack out midfield, whether you play a 3-5-2 three, 
5-3-2 or a 3-5-2 or that kind of combination of sort of two holding midfielders which we was playing with a number 10 just behind you do you you, you want to pack out the midfield to disrupt play and and to stop the opposition obviously coming at you but also to build up the play yourself from the back and I don't see the point of having such a packed midfield if you're just going to keep bypassing it all the time. Um, and also, as well, I'm trying to work out, again, what the actual plan is when we give Bradshaws and the Nesbits the ball. Because I, I even vividly remember when there was a quiet moment in the game, the ball was played long up to um, up to Tom Bradshaw. And while it's in the air, while he's jumping, just as bad as his head, I heard someone shout, hold. How can he hold it? How can he hold it? He's had to jump two foot in the air to get it. He's got a player behind him and you're asking him to not even chest the ball down. There, there, there's nothing there. And and I thought Brian did okay today, but McNamara today, for me, there's still question marks on him because some of the basic stuff was struggling. The crosses weren't, weren't finding their mark. And uh, let's be honest, I think he needs, he needs competition for his place. His competition for his place can't be a, a Ryan Leonard who's a centre midfielder by trade who's, who's injured some of the time through the season. That's no disrespect to Ryan Leonard, but we need to have proper competition for Danny McNamara um, because the way he's playing at the moment, there's question marks again, but we know what player he can be. Let's try and hope that that player comes back. I thought Casper Denor in the centre midfield had a really, really good game. Personally, I thought he did break things down well and, and was involved. But again, he was really breaking the things down, wasn't overly involved in much build-up from, from what I recall. I mean, if he was, it shows how ineffective the build-up play was from Millwall because I don't remember much of it. We have one real shot on target from a free kick that's on the edge of the, what, a yard outside the penalty area. How the keeper's not being better tested, I don't know. And I think as well, to give Millwall fans credit, you know, they were cheering the big crunching tackles by the, the Murray Wallaces, the Jake Coopers and the Sean Hutchinsons. But, crikey, we shouldn't have been in the situations we were finding ourselves in. I mean, I remember at one point, Hutch badly, badly loses control of the ball. And, and if, if Cooper didn't do that last gasp rescue save, it, it's one nil earlier in the game to Bristol City. And there was a lot of that today. Like, there was a lot of desperation tackles, I felt, from the back where, yes, they came off, but... We should never be in those situations. Fans aren't the fans weren't happy. The fans weren't happy, but but with a silver line into a grey cloud, we've played two, one one, lost one. We've only conceded one goal. Let's just hope this is a blip where the occasion got to some of the players, and we dust ourselves down and learn from it. Because if we don't, it's going to be a long season. But there's there's. There's enough good players there. Let's hope. Come in, Lawrence. Hello, Nick. Hello, listeners. Ben Anthony here. Um, calling after what's been a very tough week at the Den. Um, yeah, so uh, first things first. Uh, obviously, um, yesterday was a very emotional day for everyone involved with Millwall Football Club. Um, sort of saying now farewell and um paying our respects to John Berylson and his family and I thought the club did a, a a superb job in um marking that occasion um and I think a lot of credit should go to the the club for what they did yesterday I think it was absolutely um brilliantly done um and then it was up to the players to turn up 
and uh, put a shift in for uh, for uh, John's memory and um, and to uh, yeah to 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 get a, a result for us and they they were about as far away from that as they could possibly be. Uh, I thought they were absolutely <laughs> rubbish. Um, there was very, very little in attack at all. At one point, the Bristol City goalkeeper had a little lie down and did some yoga. Um, and that's that's the the level of threat that we posed. We we were we <laughs> we were useless. Um, and then, of course, the sucker punch, which was um, our sort of leaky defence right at the end, loss of concentration, and um, yeah, conceding to a a set piece goal and uh and that was that yeah so it's been a very tough week that was that's five goals i've seen us concede at at the den this week um and yeah left yesterday feeling frustrated and fed up um so yeah i can't wait to go to bloody norwich next week um but there you go uh let's hope for some improvement um, I've got to feel like at home there needs to be um, a bit more emphasis on on our attacking football. We've got such great forward players, and half of them are sitting on the bench. Um, you know, I, I don't see how that's going to change anything. I don't see how we're going to get results if uh, some of our best players are sitting on the bench. So. Yeah, you got to think that there needs to be some, some sort of rethink, particularly at home, away from home. I can understand being a bit more conservative and and then trying to catch a goal on the counter, that kind of thing. But I feel like we shouldn't be doing that at home. So yeah, let's hope for better going forward. It's still early days, and obviously it's a it's a, a poor result. But um, you know, we we got the win last week, and we we go on. Uh, so yeah, come on your lines. Hello Nick, Vinny Block 2. Just uh, thought I'd drop a voice note with my thoughts on today. Firstly, um, the ying of Millwall, uh, the tribute to JB I thought was superb. Uh, we do those types of things really well and hopefully his family appreciated it. Uh, the yang, it's just the football. It was one of the worst games I can remember seeing and I've seen a lot of bad Millwall games we just looked completely devoid of any ideas I'm not one of these people who knows all about formations um, what I do know is playing five at the back at home against a team who are equally as poor as us just makes us look really bad we just looked like we had no idea going forward I don't think I've seen a Millwall team make so many mistakes as I did today I know that Danny Mack's going to get pelters, but people need to remember he's probably been brought up um, as a right back in a 4-4-2 and we're asking him to be a wing back. Joe Bryan looked okay today um, and he's someone who probably played in that position for many, many years. Um, So will Danny Mack learn from him? I don't know, but he just looks like he's lost all confidence. Um, And you can see that in the second half when he let two really easy passes sort of go through his legs or over his legs out for a throw. Um, The one person I was really disappointed today was Fleming. 
when he's off, Millwall off, and he looked more like a £12 player than a £12 million player. If Lazio or Burnley were watching today, they'd just be thanking their lucky stars they didn't spend all that money on him. Um, just poor from start to finish. I've got nothing else to say. Um, hopefully, it's just one of those days. But if we play like that at home, we are going to get turned over massively by a lot of the very good teams that are in our division. On to Norwich, I suppose. Uh, my man of the match, there can only be one person, and that's the uh, one mill supporter in the North Upper who went across and tried to take on the whole of the Bristol City support uh, in the second half. Fair play to him. Come you lines. Hi, Nick. Hassan here. Long-time listener. First time leaving a voice note. <laughs> Today's game, what can you say? If it was a theatre production, I'd call it Why Gary Why. He's... This five this five at the back with wing backs, he just he's gonna live and die by that system, isn't he? He's gone back to it and it just doesn't work, especially at home. Away from home, yeah. You don't mind it. You're gonna be um on the back foot, you're looking to counter, but to set up like an away team at home against teams in your league is just it's just not on if you ask me. Um players look like I don't like it, Fleming, what more? You know, two players with a lot of creativity, just the game passing by and this bit. Again, you know, you spent £3 million on a striker and put him in a system where he doesn't have any chances on goal, nothing gets played to him. You know, he was lost. You know, I'm not saying he had a bad game, he huffed and puffed, but, you know, it's just, that's just not on. You spend all that money on a striker, playing a system which is going to allow him shots on goal. Um, the only positive today, Joe Bryan looked good. Dinor was fantastic. He was one man of the match, to be honest with you. The way he controlled the midfield. He, he's got great vision. And he's always looking up to see who's making runs forward. Um, something which, to be honest with you, Billy Mitch, I love him dearly. But he can learn a lot um, from that. He needs to improve that in his game. Um, Danny Mack, poor thing. He had, um, he had a difficult afternoon. Every time the ball comes to him for two good opportunities, um, just kept scuffing it. And... There was a moment in the second, well, a couple of times, I think it was in the first half, maybe the second half, Dinor sprayed the ball to him. You can tell he's come from a high level. Um, high level players, when they pass the ball, it's always with power or with pace at least. So he gets to the player quicker and Danny just couldn't control it. Um, so hopefully he can learn from that and move on. Um, but again, it's just this five at the back business at home is just not on. Home form has been appalling recently. I saw a stat early on and... I think it's something like three or four wins from like 10 games at home from carrying from last season. It's terrible. So, um, yeah, a lot to improve on. And um, on to the next one. Cheers. Hello, Nick. It's uh, Barnsley here, first-time caller. Um, you know, a very emotional day today. We were, you know, looking to, you know, do JB proud today, but, you know... The start of it was amazing, you know, lovely send off and blah blah blah. But you know, it was up to the up to the team to perform today, and it just didn't happen, did it? It was just lacklustre. You know, the crowd there was nothing to get the crowd excited about. It was just, you know, after the great result of Middlesbrough, we just didn't kick on. It was just so frustrating. There were, you know, we didn't have a shot till the ninetieth minute, and you know, and then they had that free kick or a corner, or whatever, and they. You know, wang, you know, bang goal. It's so frustrating, it really is. But, you know, substitutions were too late for me. You know, they should have brought the two guys on that changed the game at Bower a lot earlier. But we haven't got a plan B. We haven't got a plan B. You know, bring an horrible, an horrible striker in. Someone just to 
mix it up a bit because we're still pumping balls to Bradshaw and, you know, Nisbet went off, but we haven't got anyone to get on to knockdowns and things like that. It's so frustrating. It really is because, you know, defensively, I think we were right. I think Hutch had a good game. Cooper had a good... You know, Danny Mack, was, I thought he was brilliant the first half. Really good. Brian's classy. But the problem is we're playing wing-back. Danny McNamara is a great defender, but he can't cross. You know, he's, he's a cracking defender. But, you, need, you know, for a guy to play a wing-back, you've got to be able to cross the ball in. And we're just not getting the feed into the, you know, the strikers who feed off those balls in the box. Midfield, decent. We just don't create anything. And it's, oh, it's so frustrating after that great result at Boa. And, you know, the substitutions are going on again, too late. We need to show more. We need to show a bit more quality on the ball. There's just none of that splitting, you know, defences. Because the balls are being pumped up there and poor Nisbet spent most of the time looking the ball over his head. Teams of the past is go at teams, go at them. You know, show, get the crowd involved. There was none of that today. And it's, it's frustrating, it really is. Because, you know, no team likes to come down to our place. Make it a fortress, make it hard for them. Really go at teams in the first minute of the game. It's so lacklustre. To have a shot in the 90th minute, that's not good enough. Oh, I don't want to be too downhill, down oh, beat about it because... You know, we've got a great little team, we've got a great support, but we need some quality and we ain't got that. Anyway, mate, all the best. Good luck to you and uh, keep up the good work, mate. Take care. Bye. Hi, Nick. Uh, David Liederkrama here. Uh, Sunday morning, so I'm not sure if it's uh, too late for your um, podcast. Um, very disappointed, like everybody, with um, yesterday's performance. Uh, typical Millwall, uh, big occasion very large crowd and the team don't really turn up. In fact, it's quite difficult to think of positives. Um, I've, obviously, I think Casper de Noor is a very good player and I think that's um, something that hopefully we can uh, see more of during the course of the season. Fleming looks as if he's uh, just not interested at the moment, which is incredibly disappointing. Possibly uh, once the transfer window closes and... Uh, he gets his head round uh, where he what he should be doing, and uh, we might we might see more from him, assuming we haven't sold him. Although on yesterday's performance, I don't think uh, too many of us would have been uh, very disappointed if uh, Vincent Company had been there to uh, get his uh, checkbook out and take him off our hands. Um, apart from that, um, it's just one defeat. I thought Bristol City looked okay, but nothing particularly special. Uh, uh, a draw would have probably been the fair result, but uh, we can't have too many complaints about the last-minute loss, given that they had the majority of the play. Rowett doesn't seem to understand that we've he's got to get the crowd um, up for the game, and playing five at the back with, unfortunately, Danny Mack not really being able to cross the ball properly um, is just never going to do that. Lack of energy, um, and it, it was just not really... Um, a game that where the crowd got involved as uh, as they should have done. Anyway, onwards and upwards. Um, next game, Norwich, of course, where we haven't won for about 50 years or whatever it is. And uh, I'm not particularly confident about that. But in true Mill style, we probably will get something out of it. OK, um, come on, you Lions. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.